I love the way the Holy Spirit organizes His schedule. The songs, what Ari just played, and the words that stand out, every hour I what? Yeah, boy, that was strong. But anyway, um, and, and the songs, uh, the worship songs, there's a few words that came out, a few ideas, and they're already in the message. I didn't communicate this to anyone. Also, it was back in June when uh, CJ called me and said, Dad, how about August the 21st? you available? And I said, sure. And as soon as he does that, as there's a schedule that we keep, I automatically say, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to minister on? And immediately he downloaded me a message, a verse, and I said no. Now, if you remember last week, some of you may remember, Seth ministered last week. Anybody remember what he ministered on? Was that in tongues or what? I'm going to try that again. Anxiety. Do not be anxious. And Seth used a term that I wanted to use on the verse that I'm going to start with, but I thought it was too strong. And Seth used the term, I hate that. Boy, you're quiet. What did he hate when the Lord tells us not to be anxious? And the verse I'm going to say is, Lord, I could use the word I hate, but well, it's too strong from the pulpit. So I don't like it. But now I can say hate because Seth said hate, okay? <laughs> so there you go. Thank you, Seth. You, you do well, son. I mean, you know. Now, to get a little serious, um, the Holy Spirit has been working this thing out. Wednesday night, we come in here and we see a DVD by David Platt on radical Christianity. And as I sat there, when CJ came down and shut the DVD off, it was dead silence in this place because there was so much conviction. I mean, it was like, whoa. And what he was talking about is, are you serious about your Christianity? If you are, let me give you a few verses the way Jesus looks at this. Now, immediately I'm going to say to you, and I have to almost do this every time I preach up here, qualify the difference between condemnation and conviction. If by the time, during this message, if you feel a punishment attached to what you do or don't do, it's not the Lord. Because Romans 8, 1 says, there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. What happened Wednesday night was conviction. And I don't know about you, but every day, conviction better be a part of our walk with the Lord. This is a journey. Now, let me set this straight real quick, simple. Justification, you were born again, you became a child of God, and that was the beginning. You started your journey, and from justification, which is a one-time thing, you're a child of God, you go from justification sanctification. Your whole life is sanctification. What does that mean? It means being set apart to be made holy and, get ready, and to be conformed to the image of Jesus. Ouch. I don't know about you, but i got a long way to go to be conformed to the image of Jesus. But it's a lifelong process. So this message... Hear me, Lord, Holy Spirit, conviction, no condemnation. And I want to start with the name of the message is 
Help! We had some other ones, but as the dear faithful gifted people in the booth, they said, Brother, here's some options. But do you see what he's doing? What's he doing? And frankly, this may not be for some of you, but this verse I struggle with because it's like, mm, I, I don't want to have to face this or deal with this. Can I just be relaxed? So, let's go to the first verse that I'm talking about. It's not to be taken out of context, but 1 Corinthians 6, 12 and 13. And it says, All things are lawful for me, but not all things are. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Has that verse ever meant anything to y'all? I mean, I look at it and go, Yes, there's many things that it's okay for me to do. But they don't all give me reaping of the Lord or eternal truth. They're not all profitable. I'm going to make this real in a minute. I don't want to take it out of context because Paul's writing to the Corinthians where they're talking about, ooh, we got saved, but just think, food, not against the law, fornication, not against the law, same-sex marriage, not against the law. Roe versus Wade, abortion, not against the law. But are they all profitable? And then the second part. And yet these things, I don't want to be... It, you know, as soon as I started into this, it got quiet. We were having a good time laughing, but it gets serious. Because it says, I will not be mastered by anything. In other words, it literally means I will not be enslaved. What I'm going to go through here is a little litany of things I want you to look at. And I don't think anybody's exempt in here if you're a child of God. But let's look at the next verse, which is 2 Corinthians 3, 17. And by the way, in another translation, instead of profitable, the verse said not all things are beneficial. They're not all beneficial, even though they're okay. They're lawful. But look at this. 3.17. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, freedom. Now, all these verses come out of the NAS, and that's what I use, so it works real well when you're teaching if you use the NAS. Some of you have the NIV, King James. But here's, what, here's the key. What I just came from, all things are lawful. Do I use my liberty for my benefit? I, I have to say this to you. Do I own me? Oh, we all know as believers, man, I have been purchased by the Lord and I am all His right. I wish, that, you know, if we had a little meter, a little gauge on us, I think that thing daily goes, whoop, whoop. I'm his, I'm mine, I'm his, whoop, in the middle. And we go through this daily. How much am I, you know, I don't like to do this, but many have a earring, both male and female, in their ear. And in the old days, what did that represent? Anybody? A bond slave. You know what a bond slave is? Different than a slave. 
a bond slave is someone who's been purchased and can be set free from being a slave, but chooses to stay with the master. That's what we are daily. That's what we live with. Now, let's take this to reality. Let's go to Galatians 5, verse 19. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. You ready? Now, the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outburst of anger, disputes, dissension, factions. Take a breath. This is a litany of things that we deal with daily. I don't care if you're born again or not. Because our Adamic nature is at enmity with grace. And it never, my, my flesh never wants to be obedient to the Lord. It wants to do what it wants to do. These things all have the root of pride. I may as well go on. Verse 21. In case you, aren't, you don't deal with murder and all that stuff, mm, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you that those who practice such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Lying, immorality, impure thoughts, those things come up in our lives every day, but it doesn't mean we have to practice them. We may stumble and fall, but the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he will not be cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his right hand. Man, I breathe on that sentence. Now, when I read that, some of you got slid down in your seats. Now, let me read you the reality of what I'm trying to convey to you today. Yes, we deal with those things because of our flesh. But now, as bondservants of the Lord, watch. You ready? Everything is lawful, but it's not all profitable. <sighs> Food. TV. Movies. Radio. Playing cards. Sports. <laughs> I got it out. Just like I got the food out. <laughs> Reading books, novels, fishing. Well, I'm with the Lord when I'm out on the water. Hunting, golf. Shall I keep going? You see, none of those things are illegal or even bad or wrong. We can enjoy those things when the Lord gives them to us, but is it what measure? Am I enslaved to those things? I have to tell you, saints, I struggle with some of those. Maybe you guys are complete in Jesus. And if you think you are, you're in sin. <laughs> You'll need deliverance because you're in the spirit of delusion. But we do mature. We do gain ground as we come to the Lord. Here's what I wrote down. I'm at that stage, but how much can I get away with? Did you hear me? Those things, whatever they are, sports, TV, radio, how much can I get to the line? And the Lord's like, all right. Don't you go any further. It's like a little child up to two or three. Don't you dare. They can't wait to touch you. 
because of that innateness of our Adamic nature. We want to cross the line. Also, here's what it comes down to. My right to my time versus his time. I mean, sometimes on a Wednesday, some of the Wednesdays my schedule, I'm out of the house by 6.45, and I don't get back in until 9 o'clock at night. And it's just nonstop. I love it. It's God's will. It's ministry. Woohoo! I'm enjoying it. But when I get home, no one better bother me. If that phone rings after nine, sorry, you can commit suicide tomorrow. <laughs> sorry. And we've had some of those. If Bill was here, we'd, we'd get some of those messages. And they'd call, we're going to commit suicide now. Uh, let's pray about this. But see, it is my time. Okay, I deserve this. I've earned. I've given 15 hours to the Lord today. Don't go back and listen to last Wednesday's message if you say that. Are you hearing me? And I had no idea CJ was going to play that when I was putting this message together for a couple months. All right, get ready. I do want to guard one thing here. Please, in Jesus' name, do not hear this with legalistic ears. There's not a single person in this room that can tell you what to do and what not to do. I mean, unless you're murdering somebody or want to, you know. It, it, this is all the stuff. I'm going to say it and I'll repeat it again. These are things that those who are led by the Spirit of God are called the sons of God. And everything we do every day, we have to seek the Holy Spirit in. And then, then you're being led by Him. And you don't need someone else. See, condemnation comes when someone else tells you what to do. Because you feel less than or, or punishment with. Now, I'm going to go to three words. Ooh, these are our favorite words. Come on, put them up there. The first word is obey. Do I have that on my... Yes. Second one is yield. And the third one is surrender. Now, I'm going to ask you all something. You might be honest with me. Don't answer too quickly. How many in here love the word obey? see any hands go up. Is there something that we're adverse to the word obedience? Come on, y'all were quiet. Oh, I just love obedience. We do if we love Jesus because the word, the definition for obey is to comply or carry out a command or instruction. Hello, is the word full of God's commands and instruction? And then, but see, I, I don't like the word obey as much as I like the word yield. I like that. It softens it. I want to yield to submit to something better. I want to yield my desires. I want to yield these things that are okay, but I want to yield them. Lord, are they okay? do you want me to do that? Listen to me. I, I skipped over this in my notes. There's... I'm not talking about bad versus good. I'm talking about good versus best. And in your spiritual maturity, it's not do I choose sin. I think we go beyond that. We might slip into sin, but I think the difference between good and God. 
And that's where we are. Every one of us in here, if we want to experience a peaceful, fruitful, joyful life with the Lord, it's always better to yield to the Lord and obey because there's a benefit at the end of that. It's always good for us, whatever God asks. Do you hear that? Even if it means sacrifice or pain. And then the last word, surrender. To give up or resign oneself to another. Do you think that's possibly applicable right here? To give oneself. I resign myself to the Lord. Now, let's look at something that we can put teeth into this scripturally. Let's go to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. And then I'm going to have good news for you. All right. I'm going to start at verse 3. Seeing, well, okay, we'll do two. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Does anybody in here would like the Lord to multiply grace and peace to you? And I like the translation better. I'm I'm glad it's better than add. It's multiply. And he does that daily with us. Now watch. Seeing that his divine power has granted to us how many things? Where's the verse? Everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises in order that by them you might become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Is that applicable for today? We have magnificent promises that God has given to us, and because we don't want to yield or surrender, we don't get to experience them the way we can. We choose something else that is more temporal and really more deceptive at times. Watch this. Now, for this very reason also, applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence, and your moral excellence knowledge, and your knowledge self-control, and in your self-control perseverance, and in your perseverance godliness. Holy smokes, I'm tired of just reading them. That's God, it's good. But can you imagine the number of things? See, me, the way I'm wired in my background, I look at that as a litany of checking them off. Are you following me? Check. Okay, I did that. Check. It's like, oh man, I need a break, Lord. Then, verse 7, and in your godliness, brotherly kindness. You know, when I look at that, the Lord said to me years ago, you know why the world doesn't want anybody like the church? Because the church is acting like the world. When they see the church, they see the same thing. So why do they need us? Brotherly kindness, it says in John 13, the world goes, whoa, they really love one another. They really sacrifice one another. And in your brotherly kindness love, verse 8 and 9 are so important, if you'll please watch this with me. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these qualities is what? 
or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his brother, his former sins. Saints, these things cloud our worldview and our God view if we're not practicing these things. And the Lord showed me this. We were talking about this the other day. Do you remember when you go to a, a, an eye doctor, an optometrist, and he puts this machine in front of you? And what does he do? He, he slides. Come on, anybody out there? Yeah. Remember the lenses pop up and down? And Okay, how's this look? Ooh. Ooh. And, 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 they, and he keeps doing it. And then we finally go, whoa, I can see that good. Well, guess what? In our walk with the Lord, if we keep obeying and surrendering to Him, we go, whoa, we see the magnificent promises of God. We see life through God's lenses. And it's good. It's precious. My, my heart's desire for you today is not go out of here with a bag full of do's and don'ts. My heart is that you seek the Lord and the magnificent promises will be I love this word. Imputed to you. Imparted. There'll be a byproduct. There'll be a fruit. As you're walking, ooh, where'd that come from? Ooh. It, it flows. And we don't have to be short-sighted sighted, or blind. So, you know, I used to be in the medical field. And I did a lot of diagnosis on brain scans, liver scans, thyroid, all of that. And we would diagnose things that a person never even knew they had. I'll never forget this one. 32-year-old major in the Air Force. I've got him in front of my probe. He comes in. He said, i got a little spot right here on my arm. They want to check something. So I stick him up. When he went up to the probe, I was doing a liver scan on him. And he had a hole in his liver that big. I mean, the liver's not big any. It was, I went... Of course, you don't say anything to him. He's standing up there healthy, without his job and everything. And I said, oh, are they seeing if that's a melanoma or not? And he went, yeah. Two weeks later, he was dead. You see, when we do scans, we diagnose. We find things that people don't know are inside them. Well, guess who's the greatest radiologist of all? The Holy Spirit. And he shows us, if any of you read a little bit my chapter 2 of my book, you'll notice that there was something inside of me that I didn't know was down there. And so he did a scan on me. He surfaced it to show what was in there. Why? Because he loves me and he's for me, not against me. And he knew it was down there. And for me to be like Jesus and be set freer, he exposed it. And I went, whoa. Guess what? He's in the ministry of spiritual surgery and spiritual deliverance. And so it would be so sad if I gave you this message today and we, we think there's something in us that it was diagnosed that we didn't know was there without giving you a prescription or a treatment because God always has it. Turn quickly to John 14. We're going to start at verse, and I'm about to close shortly. (laughs) Boy, is that an ambiguous word. (laughs) Anyway, John 14, 13. And Jesus said, And whatever you ask 
in my name, that I will do, that the Father may glorify, be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Verse 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. I think that has something to do with obedience, obeying. But watch this. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you, what's the next word? Another Greek word, allos, meaning exactly like me. Another and the NAS is helper. If you're following in the NIV, the word is, anybody got it? Counselor. And the King James is comforter. Well, wait a minute. How did they do it? I thought the word Greek word paraclete means this. No, it means thus. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's the helper, the counselor, the comforter, the convictor, the empowerer. He's all these things. So Jesus said, it's expedient that I must go so that you can have him. Watch this. In this next verse, it says, the, Another helper that he may be with you for how long? How's that possible? He is called the Spirit of the truth, whom the world cannot receive because it does not behold him or know him. Watch. He's talking to the apostles. This is uh, the Last Supper, the night before he's on the cross. But you know him because he abides. Look at the word. What? With you, and he will be in you. Ah, this is Good Friday night. This is 50 days hence. The Holy Spirit will be in them. The promise, crucifixion, resurrection, ascension, Pentecost. And he's already telling them ahead of time. I'm going to send you some. What's the name of the message? Anybody remember one word? Thank you. That was excellent. <laughs> Help. And who is the Holy Spirit called? The? Oh, my God. The Helper. He's called the Helper and the Comforter and the Counselor. Now, let me... This is the rest of your prescription. Let's go to the definition of grace. Years ago in the 70s, there was a teacher named Bill Gothard. And he came up with this verse. We all know is grace. The Sunday school definition is called unmerited favor. We all agree? You got saved because of mercy and unmerited favor. You didn't get what you are owed, and you got what you don't deserve. Mercy and grace. I love this definition. Grace is the desire and the power to do God's will. If he's asking us to do some of these things, I don't care if it's sports or radio or TV, he's going to give me the desire to want to do it in a healthy way. Are you with me? Because my flesh will never do it in a healthy way. My Adamic nature always wants what it wants, and it wants more and more, and it's never satisfied. The word I like to use is satiated there, CJ. The word satiated, that means fully satisfied and in our flesh we are never ever fully satisfied. In fact the Romans and the Empire did it to another level when it came to food and feast. They would eat, eat and what happens? They would get so full they'd be gluttonous but because they wanted more they would go throw up and do it again. That gives you a hint of what your flesh is like. But the Spirit of God 
gives me the desire to want to do it for the Lord. But not only that, what a deal. He gives me the power to walk through it. Is that a deal? This is always when you ask him. Now, I've got another little flag. So this won't be legalistic. You sang the song this morning and you, I'm trading my what? Sickness, so all of this stuff for him. I like the word exchange. How many of you have been told from the pulpit or in teachers, you must change? Is that true? Shook me? But you'll never do it on your own volition and power. The word I love is exchange. You see, Galatians 2.20. I'll start it. Anybody want I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I live, I now live by the love and faith of God who loved me and died for me. Let me try the beginning again. I have been crucified with and it is no longer who lives, but he in me. So see, here's what it is. And it's the same thing in Second Corinthians 12. Paul said, please take this pain from me. I don't want to make this dramatic for you all. But I have 24-7 pain with my peripheral neuropathy. And I've had people from all over the world that have the gift of healing and pray and cry out to God. And so far, God's chosen. Because it says, ask, and you shall receive. Well, you know what verse I plug into? Paul said, would you please get this thorn out of my flesh? Remember he asked Jesus? How many times did he ask him? He asked him three times. Please remove, please. And the Lord went, I love you. My grace and power is sufficient in your weakness. So you see, it it keeps me staying vertical. (laughs) It keeps me crying out to God. And I know that I know when it's time that He wants to do it, He'll do it. But if I go to see Him face to face with pain in my feet, that's up to Him and that's not a non-faith expression. Because none of us in here will go perfectly physically to heaven. I'll never forget somebody come up to me, Brother, where's your faith? I can't believe you have an ailment, a physical ailment. So I kept looking at him and I learned. I said, okay, now before we finish this, I'm going to ask you to take your glasses off. (laughs) What do you mean? Hmm, I think Corinthians said, though our outer man is decaying daily, our inner man is growing. And he, he didn't know what to do. Because, see, he has an ailment. He doesn't see 2020. So see how we can get carried up in legalism and get carried up with... And what he did was he was condescending. And that's what we better guard with others. If they have something wrong and you don't have it and you're victorious, ooh, you better be careful. So we exchange, we trade everything that's negative in us for his strength and his power. A couple verses, we're done. And I really mean that. First Peter chapter 5. And I mean, there are only a couple. First Peter chapter 5. Watch verse 10. Please be encouraged. Here's your prescription as you leave here today. And after you have suffered for a little while, the God of how much grace? All grace, 
who called you to His eternal glory in Christ will Himself, get ready, perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Who's going to do it? Saints, you're not going to be able to do it. Oh, you might give it a, a shot, but you're not going to make it. It's got to, oh, may the God of all grace, the desire and the power to do God's will, who has called you himself, will perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish. I don't know about you. How many of you like that? Come on, Lord. Stick an ID in my arm. Oh, that's good. You know, we, we both have, all of us that are saints, have an ID in each of our arms. One of them's full of grace and the other's full of mercy. And it's constantly flowing. But I'm telling you what, there's some episodes that we get into that we need a bolus injection. Ooh, because the trial is a little tougher. And he's there to give it with. All right, turn to Jude 24. Ready? Jude 124, they put it. There is only one, but verse 24. I'm, I'm yelling at you, and I'm being dramatic, and I'm telling you. You've got to grab a hold of these words to make it. Now to Him, Him who is able to keep you from stumbling. The last part of the Lord's Prayer. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one. And to make you stand in the presence of glory, blameless with great joy. To him who is able to do it. And our last one is Ephesians 3.20. And then I'm going to pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Golly, Jude wrote this and then Paul writes it. Now to him. You ready? Now to now to him be the um, who is able to do Y'all were some in different translations, but that's okay. That's okay. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly beyond abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us, which is Him, to Him be the glory in the church in Christ Jesus forever. Is that hopeful? Should that encourage us as we leave here? I mean, I want it to be real. I'm going to ask the radiolog- the Holy Spirit, the radiologist. He's also called the referee, so that when you're out of bounds, He blows the whistle. The thing is, one of two things. You'll either be in ignorance, you don't know what the whistle sounds like, because you don't like him convicting you, so you you don't want that sound. Or you might be some of those players on the court that he blows the whistle and you're rebellious and you refuse to listen. <laughs> but let me tell you, there's hope, there's joy. My heart's desire is that I get further along in my freedom with the Lord because I'm going to yield, I'm going to surrender, and he's going to do it. And my freely you've received, freely give. So let me pray for that. Papa, you are a good God. Jesus, you died for us so that we could be not only free once in justification, but free continually every day. Oh, Lord, I pray this for the saints. 
I stir up again in them the power of the Holy Spirit that they would be led by you daily and what to do. Should I go golf today? It's okay, go golf. Should I turn sports radio on or WLBF or whatever? I know that sounds a little bit out there. But if you're serious being His, give it a try. So Lord, I thank You for Your grace, which is the desire and power to do Your will. And to You be the glory, Papa. Anybody that wants to be prayed for, come up. God bless you. Have an amazing week. Thank you.